Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of the Unending Rebuild. Super excited to be back for another episode. We got some more running back film review for you today. Uh, joining us, as always, are Josh Lee and Jared Perlman. Guys, say what's up. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, super excited to be back here for our fourth running back episode. Um, I love diving into uh, the nitty gritty, some of the guys that are kind of a little bit under the radar, not spoken as much around dynasty circles. So I'm super excited to be able to build our own opinions by watching the film. Um, so super excited to discuss this with you guys. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jared. Happy to be back. Uh, happy to have you guys here. I can't believe we're still scouting running backs, but you know what? They, they, they're still good. So we have to. Class is deep. Yep. Uh, here we are. Another running back episode. I'm excited to get into it and talk the next four. Still more to go. Yeah, like what Josh was saying, I thought this round of running backs was uh, more fun to review because I had less like bias toward them because I didn't really have any like predisposed uh, ideas about any of these players. So uh, I thought it was a fun group to look over. And uh, yeah, I mean, busy NFL week with free agency. Uh, also a little March Madness sprinkle in the end this week. So what's a better way to top it off than doing more <laughs> film review of uh all of these running backs in the uh, 2023 class. There are so many of them. Uh, today, we're going to be going over uh, four additional running backs. We're going to be doing Kenny McIntosh, Chris Rodriguez, Deuce Vaughn, and Roshan Johnson. So we're going to be covering today. Hopefully, you find this useful. These are going to be the guys that are probably going to be there in your third, fourth rounds of your rookie drafts. So, you know, while it, the picks are less consequential, um, this is where you can really find some gems, unearth some value, and having this understanding really uh, will help uh, understanding and knowledge of these players will really help you in your draft. So uh, thanks for checking in. Hopefully uh, you listen through. All right. So uh, first we got Kenny McIntosh running back from Georgia. He's a bit older. He's 23 years old, just turned 23. He's six foot 204 for a BMI of 27.7. So we don't really love that BMI despite being uh, over 200 pounds and six foot. Uh, but he was a good receiver. He has 79th percentile target share, share, which on a Georgia team is pretty good. Like there's some good, uh, they have some good uh, receivers, specifically tight ends there. Uh, and, yeah, he played on that super talented Georgia team last year, took over the starting role uh, from Zamir White. Uh, what are our thoughts on Kenny McIntosh? I'll kick it on over to Jared to start first. Yeah, so uh, Kenny was really interesting to watch. Uh, I hadn't seen much of him, uh, really. I, I didn't watch too many Georgia games, and uh, you know he doesn't see the rock a ton. He only had 150 carries this year. Um, but I, I had a very good time watching him run, uh, watching him play. So he's, I said he had 150 carries, but he also had 43 catches. Georgia lined this guy out wide quite a lot and he did very well from it. He had a very versatile role this year and I could see that continuing in the NFL. Uh, it was very interesting. He kind of really looks more like a wide receiver when you watch him and kind of his body type. I, I thought, you know, he ran sort of upright. He ran sort of like a wide receiver. He's got skinnier legs than a lot of the guys that we've seen so far. Um, like we said, his BMI is a little bit lower than some of the guys we've seen. Um, he just reminded me a little bit more of a wide receiver. And so I can definitely see why Georgia decided to to put him outside and, you know, let some other running backs get part of the rotation as well. Um, 
I don't think he's, you know, the best runner in this class, but he definitely has some nice wiggle. Um, I think he's also a really strong blocker earlier. I, I think I might've claimed Kendra was the best blocker in the class, but I think there's definitely a toss up here with a, a couple of these guys because Kenny McIntosh did a really good job uh, in pass protection quite a lot, I thought. Uh, and so that just bodes even more, uh, even better for him when it comes to a third down role at the next level. I, I definitely see him being a, a pretty decent value in a PPR format because of that too. Uh, he's not a guy that I'm looking for super early in the second, but a late second round pick on this guy wouldn't be too bad because I think there's serious PPR upside uh, with just kind of the way he was already utilized. Um, it was tough for me to really, uh, you know, kind of come up with a comp. I don't think we've, we've, we've seen a, a guy kind of like him that's been effective in the NFL the way he, he, he looks. Um, but and the way he kind of runs, but I do think he has a chance. Um, there's just something about his kind of shiftiness at the line. He doesn't have great burst or great speed. He didn't run a great 40. I think it was uh, four, six, two, uh, maybe four, five, eight, something four, like six, that. Two. Four, okay. six, two. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, he, he's not, he's not the fastest guy, but uh, I think he has enough shiftiness at the line of scrimmage. He keeps his feet under him. Well, uh, I think he has a chance to to be a starter at the next level and at the very least be a, a consistent three down back because he really is a very good receiver and he's been he's been used used that way and now he's used to it. So what do you think, Josh? Yeah, Pearlman, um, you took a lot of the words right out of my mouth, honestly. Uh, Kenny was my favorite running back out of the four that we're going to look at today. Um, he looks good. Um, you said that we didn't really have a player comp for him. Honestly, I see shades of Alvin Kamara in his game uh, just because like he has the route running ability. He's got the pass catching skills. And like you said, he's got the best pass protection out of anybody that we've watched from this class. Um, he's constantly blowing up defensive linemen and he really shows the tenacity to kind of just stand in there and blow up anybody that comes uh, his way. Um, in terms of the comp to Alvin Kamara, I know like he doesn't necessarily have the same rushing skills as Alvin Kamara, but they were both four year SEC running backs um, they both average over, uh, over one yard, uh, per team pass attempt, one receiving yard per team pass attempt. That's kind of highlights their, uh, receiving abilities and how both Tennessee and Georgia utilize both these guys in the passing game. Um, and they both average 6.9 yards per touch. Uh, so they have, uh, efficiency, uh, tied to their name. Um, and that's something that you want to see from the, from these guys. Um, both were underutilized in the rushing attack. Neither of them ever eclipsing a thousand yards in college um, or 150 plus rushing attempts. I know Kenny came in at just 150. So we'll, we'll, we'll have that as the cutoff. And they honestly, actually both Alvin Kamara and Kenny McIntosh had the exact same 10 yard split for the 40 yard dash at 1.54. Um, just to kind of highlight the type of burst that Kenny McIntosh has. Jameer Gibbs, who's probably one of the quickest guys in this class has a 10-yard split in the 40-yard dash of 1.52. So only 0.02 seconds faster than Kenny McIntosh. So that kind of shows Kenny McIntosh has that elite acceleration, but he does lose speed over time. Um, and that being said, I think he's extremely dangerous in the open field. Um, he might not have that next-level breakaway speed where he's going to take it to the house every single time, but he does have enough juice and wiggle to score those touchdowns. I know we saw in some of that film uh, earlier today that he's, he's able to – Kind of, he understands the defensive leverage. He understands uh, how these guys are kind of lined up, and he's able to find open space and he's able to break away long touchdowns. Um, he forces missed tackles, and he does a really good job 
of um, um, of running the football and 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 uh, putting up yards. Uh, so I, I'm really really excited for Kenny McIntosh. And like you said, Perlman, late second round. If you're able to get him in the third, that's that's pure value because I think he's definitely going to be a third down back in the NFL who's used pretty consistently. I'm uh, curious to hear what you have to say, guys. Yeah, I, I'll echo a lot of that. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised with how he was with just driving forward in the pile and like uh, driving tacklers backward. Uh, I didn't expect to see that out of his game. Uh, so I was really happy to see that. Uh, again, I think he's really quick in the in the open field. Kind of just reminds you of like a slot receiver a little bit, uh, his movement. And also I was watching in the film, he had a number of good wheel routes too, just straight out of the backfield, right up the sideline. And one thing that I thought was really good with, once he was able to make the catch, he was really able to turn up field and like do that motion quickly, which is really helpful when he's not like the fastest guy in the world. So really appreciate that from him. And again, a good blocker. So that helps with that third down scenario that we probably see him fitting into. Uh, one thing that was a negative for him, I thought, was that I thought that sometimes when running the ball, he wasn't the best at reading the blocks. I would notice holes were open, especially with that good Georgia line. He would kind of like run into them and kind of stutter step and then like then find it. So that that's definitely something that's going to have to be addressed at the NFL level. Not a huge concern given that he projects as a third down back uh, in, in my eyes, but definitely something I noticed. Like, I remember I watched one play when he was like on like the two yard line, and there was just like space to the right, and he just like stood there behind the center. So, like, that's something that can be improved, but um, yeah, I, I, I do like his tape. His Oregon tape is so good. I was like, he looked so good in that game. And you you'd like to think that it's not just because he plays for Georgia. I think it's a bit better than that. And I'm excited I'm excited to see where he can go because I think there is definitely a spot for him in the NFL as a receiving back. Uh even like he even looks like a receiver, honestly. So I I, I liked Macintosh's tape was fun. Yeah, um from what I've heard, the NFL really likes this kid. Um I think that he might even go day two, uh, like a third round running back. And that would land him in a pretty favorable position, uh, especially to earn uh, earn time on the field early in his career. Um, so I'm excited to see where he goes. I think he goes day two, based off what I've heard from scouts around, across the NFL. How do you feel about like uh, a mix like in between Kamara and maybe like Ty Montgomery? I don't think he's quite. Camara, I do think Ty Montgomery is a good player. I think Ty Montgomery kind of seems like him too, a, a running back that kind of gets flexed out almost and turned into a receiver this past year. Uh, I see him taking a lot of snaps kind of from the slot, maybe even outside too. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I think Ty Montgomery wise. actually started his career as a wide receiver and he was converted to running back. I think it was the other way around. Um, I think Ty Montgomery actually played receiver in college. Okay. I think you're right. Well, he's been back and forth then because he's back, yeah, he's been back and forth. Because he, he, yeah. he does have the ability to do both. Um, I I do see he's he's a little bit quicker than Ty Montgomery. I know he's not he's not as big as Kamara, and he definitely doesn't yeah. have the rushing ability as Kamara. But I see the pass-catching similarities between him and Kamara, uh, very much so. Um, 
just because his route running is so good. He's like he lines up out wide. And he like like you guys say he's he literally looks like a Georgia wide receiver. Um, I think that he's going to slide into the NFL and have no problem transitioning. Uh, just especially because he has those pass blocking chops, and we know NFL teams and especially quarterbacks love guys who are able to uh, step in a, at running back and really, really uh, protect them. So um, I'm super excited to see where he lands. Um, I don't necessarily have like a dream landing spot for him because I think whatever backfield he lands into, he's going to be a serviceable, serviceable third down back. Yeah. I think there's lots of backfields that could use that right now. And I think we're, you know, we're just going to, with all these backs, especially in this class coming into the NFL, we're going to see so many split backfields. It's not too big of a deal. I think where this guy goes, uh, the team's going to need a, a receiving back most likely. Uh, and that's where he'll slot in. Don't expect this guy to see 250 plus carries, but uh, I could easily see him reaching 70 plus receptions uh, in, in a season in his career, multiple times even. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely like that too. I'll drop a landing spot in. What if we did Cincinnati? Samaje P. Ryan's gone. They like to take Mixon out on third downs. Burrow would eat that up. Yeah, absolutely. They do. And P. Ryan's gone, like you said. They love to take Mixon out. So let's throw throw Kenny in there. I like that. <laughs> I actually saw a stat earlier today. Uh, Mixon is top five in the last 10 years in yards per route run in college football history, his yards per route run for college in college football was 2.47. And the Bengals just That's take him out every single time. On yeah, third they hate him, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, the, the thing is, the thing that's blown my mind about the mix and P Ryan thing is I watched P Ryan in Washington. He was terrible. It's almost like they're like, like mix in, like step aside. We're going to teach this guy how to play third downs. And he like learns by just being thrown in the deep end, even though he was so bad at it initially. So to his credit, he learned, but he did do well this year. Got to, <laughs> got to, got to give it to him. Got himself a contract. Good for him before this year. I don't know about that. But hey, we're not talking P. Ryan. He still has the uh, most rushing yards in a single game in college football history. Yeah, he was a beast. Oh no, yeah, that was that was actually crazy. I remember oh, watching oh, that game live yards. too. That shit was crazy. insane. Yeah, like what a dog. <laughs> All right, anything else about Kenny McIntosh, or are you ready to go on uh, to uh, our next guy, Samaj P. Ryan? I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll go on to our next guy, Chris Rodriguez. Nothing for me. We love Kenny. All right, let's get into Chris Rodriguez now. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, he is a running back, surprise, surprise, from the University of Kentucky, played over there with Will Levis. Uh, he's older. He's 23.4 years old. He came in at the combine at six foot two seventeen and uh, for a 29.4 BMI. So good size, good size on uh, Rodriguez. Uh, and he does play as a bruiser. He's got that 34 percentile target share. So could be better, uh, but a workhorse back at Kentucky um, was involved in four years there at the program for five, really just an integral part to their offense. Um, and we can go ahead and start with him. So, uh, Josh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm he not the biggest fan. Player. I'm not the biggest fan of Chris Rodgers. He's a football player for sure. He's a football player. Um, but he's your like typical, like, old school style grinder two down back. Who's kind of a zero in the past game. Um, like he's a decent pass blocker, 
and he's got prototypical NFL running back size. But honestly, I really worry about Chris Rodriguez's ability to earn significant carries in the NFL. Um, kind of like with the way the offensive style is going. His size alone, honestly, should be able to get him a job. Um, but I do not like him for fantasy football at all. Um, I, I An encouraging point is that, like, Chris, he, he's, he fights for extra yards. Like, he's one of those guys, like, I've, I've watched a few Kentucky games, and whenever he was in there, I was like, yeah, this, this, this guy looks pretty good. He, he like He's always, like, fighting. He's always getting, like, five, six yards of carry, always falling forward. So, like, you love to see that from a running back. Um, but I really see his ideal role in the NFL being kind of like that goal line short yardage back kind of like a Peyton Barber or kind of the thing that kept playing in my mind whenever I was watching was Brian Robinson. Um, and honestly, the similarities go even further with uh, Chris Rodriguez and Brian Robinson because they were both five-year SEC running backs who were pretty productive uh, once they got that lead role. Um, and Chris didn't have the luxury to play behind that off Alabama offensive line. Um, and it really shows up in the advanced metrics because uh, Chris – did not have good rushing yards over expected or even yards per carry over his teammates. Um, so much like Brian Robinson coming out of college, I don't love Chris Rodriguez either. Um, I'll let someone else honestly draft uh, this day three plotter. Um, I think probably- I was going to say plotter. That's the one. Word <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't think I have to say a lot about Chris Rodriguez. He is what he is. He was a running back in power scheme at Kentucky, and that's about that. You know, he did his job in college. He doesn't have the dynamism to be, like, any sort of, like, start-worthy NFL running back, in my opinion. Um, I, and even then, I thought he was a little bit slow at identifying the hole sometimes in the line. Uh, he just... I mean, yeah, he's got good contact balance. He's, he, I think he's got like decent toughness big. through the tackles. He's big, exactly. He's kind of just like a battering ram, and like yeah. that doesn't fly as easily in the NFL. Um, you know, maybe he gets in there to get you like, like, like you said, Brian Robinson to like get you the hard yards when you need them. Um, maybe like, like, uh, did you say Peyton Barber before I said too? Peyton Barber, Peyton yeah. Barber, and Brian Robinson. Yeah, like, like a worse Brian Robinson, aka Peyton Barber. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't really have too much else to say about Chris Rodriguez. I think you covered it pretty well. Jared, you got anything? Um, I wanted to say that I think he's more like Brian Robinson because if Peyton Barber was just faster, he'd be a little, I think he'd, he'd actually be all right. That yeah. man is just <laughs> slow as fuck. He's got decent vision though. Um, he's really he good at getting those touchdowns. He always gets that yard. Yeah. If you need yeah. a yard, he'll get it for you. Yeah. 100% of the time. <laughs> he just, he's not fast enough to get two or three. Um, <laughs> but back to Chris. Um, I mean, I think you guys pretty much said it. Uh, you know, he's kind of just a two down back kind of player. He's big. Uh, but he's probably he, he didn't run the forty. He's probably not the fastest. He's got a real like he's got a good one cut and go move. But like you know, he kind of sees that hole a lot of times. Linebackers see the same hole, and run, good running backs then cut outside or cut to the next hole. He's already committed, so he puts his head down and he tries to get his two or three four yards. Uh, he's a big back, so sometimes that works for more. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but those aren't the fantasy productive skills that get you championships. Uh, he's not a guy that I'm, I'm, you know, searching for either. Like Josh said, I definitely like to take my shot on a lot of other guys. 
uh, we all play PPR basically at this point, even in half PPR. Um, all these other guys have better receiving chops than, the, than Chris Rodriguez. Uh, I think they have better open field moves than Chris Rodriguez a lot. I, he doesn't have the best contact balance. I mean, he's big, so he can stay up from some big hits, but uh, he's just really not the most exciting player in my mind. Uh, his best season was last year, and he ended up with only nine touchdowns on 225 carries and almost 1,400 yards. Not a number I love to see there either. Um, I know Will Levis was great last year, threw a bunch of touchdowns, whatever. But Chris Rodriguez was not the beneficiary of that. If I want my run- if my running backs are big bruisers, I want them to be able to score the touchdowns too. His best season was 11 touchdowns the year before. He had a crazy touchdown on every 10 carries. Um, but you know, he barely played, I mean, he played a little bit at 120 carries, but once he actually started toting the rock, he dropped down to nine touchdowns this year, he had six touchdowns. Uh, you really need a lot of touchdown upside from these kind of guys. I think Damian Harris, who plays a two down role, he had a great fantasy season because he had 18 touchdowns. That's not something I see from Chris Rodriguez unless he lands in the perfect scenario. So, uh, he's, he's really not a guy I'm looking for this year. Uh, really anywhere in my draft, maybe in the mid fourth, you know, early fourth, something like that. Uh, If really all the tight ends are gone by that point, all the, all their top receivers, obviously, you know, maybe I take a shot on a, on a quarterback over this guy still. So um, not really someone I'm I'm searching for. Yeah. I think uh, one caution I'll throw to all of our listeners out there. Don't get fooled by the 1400 yards SEC production. Um, This guy probably, will not be super productive in the NFL. Uh, and I don't see him as being very useful in fantasy. Uh, maybe he'll have one or two games here or there, but uh, nothing on a consistent basis. All right. Have we got anything else on Chris Rodriguez? I think that's about it. All right. All right let's get to our third player here today in which we are going to be going over deuce vaughn deuce vaughn is a running back from kansas state uh you might know him from being five five uh he's he's pretty small he's five five 179 but that does make a decent bmi interestingly enough uh 29.8 i think the obvious Ooh. comparison everyone is thinking here is darren sproles yeah that's pretty Ever- solid darren sproles is what everyone thinks of when they see deuce vaughn uh, he's pretty young he's 21.3 um had great stats at kansas state uh especially his last two years where he had 49 receptions and 42 his most recent year alongside 1400 and 1500 rushing yards respectively and uh quick math 34 touchdowns also um didn't run the 40 at the combine, but a 96th percentile target share. Um, he is Ooh. the namesake of this episode. Um, what an interesting player. Uh, Josh, uh, you want to go ahead and kick us off? Yeah. Uh, you did mention everyone saying Deuce Vaughn is Darren Sproles. And I'm going to say it one more time. Deuce Vaughn is Darren Sproles 2.0. Um, this dude is tiny. He's Super, super small. 5'5". Five, five. That's really, really I'm convinced short. the defenders just lose him in the pile. <laughs> they don't know where he is. Like, actually, like he's like they can't see him behind the offensive line. But like this dude's got the heart and size of a freaking mountain because he plays way bigger than his size would ever indicate. Um, he, he was a workhorse at Kansas State. They gave him the ball freaking, what, 235 times? And he 
he converted that into, or I guess this past season, he gave, they gave it to him 293 times. Uh, he converted that for 1,600 rushing yards, 12 touchdowns, adding four, 42 receptions. The previous year, in his sophomore year, 235 carries, 1,400 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 49 receptions through the air. This past season, he was a first-team All-American, so he's getting recognized across the board. Some NFL team told him that they that that they like him, and uh, he's coming out after his junior season. So super, super excited about that. I know Kai said that uh, 96th percentile target share, and I think he's going to be able to showcase those receiving skills in the NFL. Uh, he runs his routes like a slot receiver, and probably the most impressive part about Deuce Vaughn's receiving game is he's always high-pointing the ball. There were even some like contested catches where Deuce Vaughn is just going up there and just like, snagging the ball even though the corner is right there um kind of like how Tyreek Hill is going up there and snagging it from from corners even though he's tiny like Deuce Vaughn is doing the exact same thing and Deuce Vaughn is what five inches shorter um not saying Deuce Vaughn is Tyreek Hill but Deuce Vaughn just he's incredibly quick has unreal bursts in the open field and if Deuce is in the open field like nobody's catching this guy like this guy is insane burst and quickness it's it's unreal um I would have loved to see him perform at the combine um, I'm going to kind of go a little bit more into the Deuce Vaughn, Darren Sproles parallel. Um, so Kaizen Perlman, do you guys know where Darren Sproles went to college? I'm getting some, nope. some head shakes. Um, no. I'll guess. Guess. I will say <laughs> Colorado state, Kansas state, exact same. Hey, let's go. I was a state over. <laughs> so, State. Let's go. they went to the exact same school that's crazy it's crazy <laughs> uh darren sproles was a featured war course just like deuce fawn was um so i'm super excited and i think deuce fawn can replicate the type of success that darren sproles had in the nfl darren sproles just as a reminder had a 14 year nfl career 14 years at Darren Sproles was what five six? Five six. That's crazy. Fourteen an quarter, and he lasted fourteen years in the NFL. He was what five pounds heavier, ten pounds heavier, some of that. I think Deuce Vaughn was what one seventy seven. Darren Sproles was one eighty five. So I'd say it's negligible for that extra inch. Um, and Darren Sproles actually had two RB one finishes in his career. He had uh, he was RB eight in both twenty eleven and twenty twelve, averaging sixteen and a half and seventeen points per game. Um, so Deuce Vaughn, if he's able to replicate that sort of success, he's going to be extremely, extremely usable in fantasy. Um, so I'm super, super excited. I think Darren Sproles also had eight RB two seasons that's yeah. like, or six more, I guess two, two RB ones and six more. That's, that's, that's insane. A yeah. Deuce Vaughn is capable of replicating that type of success. Darren Sproles was drafted in the fourth round of the NFL draft. I kind of see Deuce Vaughn. Profiling similarly, I think he goes day three in round four. And where did Darren Sproles get drafted? He went to then the San Diego Chargers. And I think Deuce Vaughn fits perfectly on the Los Angeles Chargers, especially since Austin Eckler wants out. Deuce Vaughn kind of slots into that role. Pretty enticing. I kind of like I kind of like what's what's happening over there in, in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I think uh, L.A. will have to to get two running backs if they get deuce. I'm a little bit scared about the size with pass protection. Um, you know, I, I can see him being used quite a lot as a flex or a, a slot back and, and, you know, making a ton of receptions over the middle out of the slot, but I, I'm a bit scared, you know, defensive linemen in the NFL are massive. He's They're never going to ask deuce to block 
NFL yes, defensive lineman. Exactly. So, you know, he, he's not going to – I don't know how consistently he can be that – the single running back on the well, field. Well, they never asked Darren Sproles. I mean, like, he doesn't have to be the single running back. Like, Darren Sproles is always the complimentary back, and he still put up great yeah, things. Yeah, I'm not trying to disrespect. I'm just saying how he's probably going to be utilized out of the slot. He's probably not going to be uh, in the backfield too much because people know he's not He's not going to stay there. Um, you know, that just just a, just a side point. No no disrespect to the man. He's he's a small dude, but yeah, he's got a great small. BMI, like we said too. I mean, twenty nine point eight for five five man. I mean, that's that's very impressive. He's he's got this like the ability to take hits. Uh, I think at the NFL level because of because he's so compact. Um, but I mean, obviously, I think we all enjoyed watching this guy. He's a great in between tackles runner at five five, which is crazy. He probably does get lost quite a lot behind the line of scrimmage. It's got to be hard for guys to see, and the line and the linemen are just going to get bigger at the next level, so it's going to be harder to find him. So he's got good change of direction and speed. Like I, I think he he's a really good open field runner too. Once he gets space in in, in the open field, it's very hard for him to be bring, brought down by one guy. Like you see him make tons of good moves to just quickly shift to the side, jump cuts and things where one guy in the open field is not bringing down Deuce. He has great acceleration, like Josh said. I am kind of surprised he didn't run the 40. Uh, maybe he thought he wouldn't run it the best uh, of his, like to the best of his ability. Maybe he thought he just didn't have that long speed. But uh, in the open field, he makes great moves and and he just sells his cuts in one direction so well. Like I, I thought he just did a great job. Um, I, I think he could take more of a, a ground load than Darren Sproles did too. I mean, his, his most carries in a season, I think, was like 80 or 90. Um, I mean, Deuce Vaughn is compact, and he he was a workhorse. Uh, who knows how how much a team is going to end up liking him? There are a lot of teams that will absolutely commit to their players and and give their playmakers the rock uh, whenever they have the chance. So I'm very interested to see where he lands. Um, you know, I, I think he's absolutely going to see the field a ton. Uh, it's it's he's a guy that is just a playmaker and we've seen that in almost the biggest in in all of the biggest games he had an 88 yard run against alabama in the, the bowl game this year like this dude this dude is a playmaker he's a scorer he's he's just a baller and whatever team drafts him and will probably be somewhere around the fourth fifth round uh but they're gonna end up loving this guy i think when he comes in and, and he's gonna see the field I, I would like to just throw in a little caution here about Deuce Vaughn in that I know that there is a <laughs> there is a comparable player in Darren Sproles, and it's just like storybook, isn't it? With the they went to the same college. He uh, should go to the Chargers. I mean, I, I agree that's a good spot, but I this the Darren Sproles comparison is the absolute best case scenario for Deuce Vaughn. It's it's the absolute best case scenario there. It's, you know, I mean, ha, just because one running back that was the size produced at like a reasonable, like a, a very good fantasy level doesn't mean that like, you know, we can just automatically say that he's going to be Darren Sproles. That said, I, teams know what his size is. So they're not going to just draft him and he's and like be like, wait, this guy know this. So they have to be drafting him with that in mind and therefore be willing to use him in a role in which he'll succeed because they're not going to put him in to pass block. They're not going to put him in to get the goal line touchdown. So I'm, you know, 
cautiously optimistic because I do trust his talent. I trust his burst in the open field. I trust his quickness. But I just am a little concerned because of that uh, best-case scenario being just Darren Sproles. No disrespect to Darren Sproles and what he did. But that's his absolute ceiling just because of his size. And we haven't even gotten into the ability yet. Like, are we even ready to say that, like, Deuce Vaughn was as talented as Darren Sproles? I'm not. So... So I, I think that there are a couple I, other guys that are like similar size that didn't produce quite on the fantasy level of Darren Sproles. Um, but Philip Lindsay is five, eight. He's pretty small. He had a, a couple thousand yard seasons, but I, I think that Deuce Vaughn's a much better receiver than Philip Lindsay is. If he was given the rock, like Philip Lindsay was in the NFL and then also used as a receiver, Tariq Cohen was a five, seven running back. He had a top 12 season. Uh, Boston Scott is five, six. He's used at the goal line for the, for the Eagles you just kind of have to find the right team. And I think whatever team drafts him is going to believe in him. That's the hope anyway. Um, I think there quite a few teams are going to pass on this guy quite a few times. Um, like every team will end up passing on this guy. But the one team that drafts him is is going to have watched his tape, know his, his abilities. And it might be somebody like the Eagles who is who have Boston Scott, another small guy. They've seen that this can work. And Deuce Vaughn, I think, is better than Boston Scott and in both rushing and receiving uh, so I, I think there are other comparable guys. I mean, Boston Scott obviously hasn't had the fantasy production, um, but he has been a, a you know a, a giant eater. He scores in touchdowns uh, and and has a role in the NFL at, at five six and Tariq Cohen and other guys as well too. Yeah, I think kind of building off of that. Um, I mean, you say best case scenario is Darren Sproles. I don't think there's been a guy as small as Darren Sproles to show the level of talent that Deuce Vaughn has. Deuce Vaughn was a first-team All-American running back this season. That shows that like he's getting respected at the highest level at the at by, by the AP, the the guys who rank every single college team in, in the country. Um, they've watched film on every single college running back, and they said Deuce Vaughn was a top-two running back in in all of college this year. And the only reason he's not getting more buzz in the NFL is because of his size. And I think. Yes, that's a limiting ability in terms of like his ceiling for fantasy and for how impactful of a running back he can be in the NFL. But I think you're going to give your best players the football in the NFL. Like smart coaches, I'm really, really hoping that he goes to a team with kind of a newer system and uh, the wherewithal to give Deuce Vaughn the ball in open space because he's going to thrive in that sort of role. This guy is extremely, extremely difficult to take down. I don't know if you guys saw that one clip. I think it was against TCU where he had one man in the open field and he took this dude's ankles. He, like, I did this see dude, that. This dude was that when he was going, when he was going for the touchdown? Yeah, yeah. He kind of just like completely stopped on a dime. And just yeah, like, he stopped on a dime yeah. and the, the TCU corner sat down. He, there's literally nothing he could do. And I think he's going to make fools out of NFL corners in the exact same way. Just because... Honestly, on film, Deuce Vaughn looks quicker than Darren Sproles. And that's saying something because Darren Sproles had the most insane short burst quickness that we've seen in a long time. And I think Deuce Vaughn kind of replicates a lot of that. And he's got an like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to allude to video games a little bit because Deuce Vaughn is a super tiny hitbox. Like it's, it's going to be tough to hit this dude because he's so small. And for him to have a BMI of almost 30 at 5'5", he's going to be able to survive a lot of those just like 
these guys are just going to come in just trying to level this kid and he's going to be able to just bounce off of it just because he's so compact and he's got insane lower level strength, lower leg strength. So I'm excited to see what he can do in the NFL. I really hope that he's able to like replicate what he can do in college because he is so exciting to watch. And it just would be a pleasure to watch him on Sundays too. Uh, any other thoughts on him? All right. Covered him pretty well. Our final player that we're going to be discussing today is Texas running back Roshan Johnson. Uh, Roshan was the backup to Bijan uh, over there at Texas, and he fulfilled an interesting role for them. Oftentimes, as like a fullback, if you will. Uh, but he's six foot two twenty for a twenty nine point seven BMI, so he's a big dude. He uh, just turned twenty two. He ran a four five eight uh, forty, which is pretty solid for that size. Um, didn't catch the ball a whole lot, but at a 40th percentile target share. So with sharing a backfield, that's pretty good. Uh, also was like played as like a wildcat uh, quarterback every now and then was a high school quarterback. Uh, but yeah, just kind of, he played four years at Texas was involved every year, but was never really the starter and really just like a big dude. That's going to like hit people hard. Um, Jared, what are your thoughts on Roshan? Yeah. So, uh, just kind of echoing real for uh, real quick some of the things you said. Uh, he's a pretty big dude, uh, six foot two nineteen, and ran a four five eight. But his uh, his his ten yard split was actually the same as Bijan Robinson's. Uh, Josh mentioned earlier the ten yard split of Jameer Gibbs, and it and Roshan's was only 0.01 seconds slower than that. Uh, Roshan has some elite bursts to his game, even though his long speed isn't quite there at the same level of those of those other guys. Uh, he actually had guys said, you know, he's never the starter, but once B. John Robinson comes in, you're just not going to be the starter. You're not, he's not B. John Robinson. Nobody else in, in college football is B. John Robinson. Everybody would have taken a backseat to him, but he actually had his best year before B. John came in. He had a pretty productive year as a freshman with almost 700 yards, seven touchdowns, uh, and 23 catches. He actually can catch the ball. 23 catches as a freshman, that's that's a pretty decent mark. He, he only had 8, 11, and 14 the next three years. Um, but I thought he showed pretty soft hands on tape. He was able to make some decent catches. Uh, he he, had, he showed off a stick him on one with a nice one-handed catch in one game I watched. Um, so I, I think that, that he has uh, a chance to, to kind of develop into a three-down player. I don't think he's there yet. Uh, I, I definitely don't think you know he's a day-one starter uh, anywhere right now, but I do think he has a good skill set and he's a very physical guy. Um, you know, I thought that he, when I was watching him, Kai said, you know, he was a high school quarterback. Uh, he was actually extremely productive in high school. He had uh, 2,300 yards in the air and 24 touchdowns and 1,600 yards and 26 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, just an absolute monster. So when he came to Texas, they had opportunity and uh, like a bunch of running backs got hurt. So he switched over to running back, but I kind of think he still kind of runs like a quarterback, uh, just kind of always like looking to do a little bit extra with the play. You see a lot of times quarterbacks are, are holding the ball out. They're pump faking when they run, they're, they're trying to make an extra wiggle until they can get to the sideline and get out. Um, you know, he, he's not looking for that sideline, but I, I think he, he runs a lot like a quarterback in that sense. Uh, and that's something that he could work on to being kind of a change of pace back the way he is to Bijan. You know, he's not as North and South kind of, as much as I'd like him to be. He has a decent a decent wiggle to his game. He was a quarterback and and I think that 
helps with it. Um, but I, I'd like to see him be a more north-south runner with with how physical and big and, and fast and strong he is. Uh, so I think that's something he can work on as well. He's a, I, I do think he's a good blocker. Uh, they they did use him a little bit kind of as a two two back set fullback for Bijan sometimes. I think he did a good job being a lead blocker and be and doing a good job uh, being a backfield blocker. So I could see that I could see a team taking a shot on this guy maybe early fourth round, uh, maybe even some of those comp picks at the end of the third round. Uh, he's a big, he's a big back. And I think he shows some skills that will translate to the next level. Um, you know, he's not my favorite guy, uh, but I do think he, he shows real NFL skills. Um, when he runs the ball, I think he has decent vision. Uh, it's just, it's hard to see because he doesn't see the, the ball, uh, you know, nearly as much as you'd want. Uh, you you got to really, you know, you watch a ton of games because his film's like a minute or two long uh, uh, each game because, you know, Bijan's playing most of the time. So uh, we haven't seen him be the the full, you know, workhorse back, but he has the size. So there's always a chance, you know. Uh, he's not something, somebody I'm looking for early second, mid second, but that late second, early third round, you know, those, those picks kind of start to thin out and he's definitely someone I'm very interested in because I think he has a shot. It's not something I'm looking for. I'm, I'm thinking this year, um, but if I want a developmental project, uh, a lot of those receivers that we think will go in rounds two to three are gone. Uh, he's definitely someone I'm interested in. What do you think? Probably honestly, it's uncanny how similarly we've been thinking through some of these prospects uh, because a lot of the things that you said, I had written down in my notes for Roshan Johnson. Um I mean, kind of like my first reaction to him was like, this dude's big. Um, he's a physical back, shows decent football IQ, which speaks to his uh, experience as a quarterback. Um, and he's got flashes here and there. But I always thought like, it looks weird when he runs because he runs like a quarterback. Like you don't expect the way that he runs uh, to come from a running back. Um, and like, he's always like looking for like the next big play because like he's always running laterally. Like a hole will open up. And he'd be like, nah, I'm going to go to the next one. I'm going to see what else opens up. And, like, he'll pass up on the first initial hole uh, where, like, he's, like, a big back where, like, if he hits that first hole, he'll probably get four or five yards. But, like, in a lot of the film that I watched, he'd deny the first hole, bounce to the second one. He'd actually end up gaining extra yards because he bounced to, bounces to that second, third hole, um, which was really, really weird to me because, like, it's different. It's different than any of the running backs which we've reviewed on film so far. Um, and it's, it's tough to evaluate how that's going to translate to the next level. Um, I think you put it perfectly Perlman when you said that he's like a developmental back because he has the vision, he has the skills to turn into a good NFL back, but he's, he's not there yet. Um, he, he doesn't, it seems like he lacks a little bit of that short area burst. Um, so he lies, he relies a lot on that football IQ, but he's got decent wiggle, like you said, and I thought he has great tackle breaking ability. Um, and that just speaks more to his like ability to be kind of that bruising back that we like, that we like from our, uh, from our bell cow running backs. Um, kind of the last thing I'll add before I pass it over to Kai's is, um, like you said, from, he's never featured really all that much at Texas. Um, and I mean, I could kind of see why he he, 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 he's not like super impressive in any facet of the game. He's just kind of like all around where he's kind of like decent at everything. Um, and it seemed mostly like he was just there to 
give Bijan a breather um, because he was such like a raw running back. Um, but like he performed decently well whenever he was given the ball. Um, so I think he will carve out an NFL role just because of his size and football IQ. It's tough to see how much fantasy relevance he'll have. Um, and I think he'll be one of those guys where he's a better real life football player than an actual fantasy player. I'm curious to see what Kai's has to say. Yeah, I don't really want to touch too much more on his ability because I think you guys covered it pretty well. Powerful player, not the quickest, aggressive, good blocker, not the best receiver, but somewhat capable. We we know that. Um, also, one thing I wanted to touch on is that he does play all four phases of special teams. Uh, so that'll help him find his way on rosters if need be, or might give him a little role on the team or just a little asterisk by his name, which is helpful. Uh, being the backup running back, he was tasked with all that, did kick returns and stuff too. Now, what I'm going to add now is less about his ability and more about his situation. His situation reminds me a lot of Damian Pierce's last year, where you have a player that's not really on the field a lot in college. Uh, Damian Pierce split time. Dan Mullen was an idiot, all that stuff. And then they go into the NFL, probably fourth round pick, somewhere in there. And he just kind of, and Damian Pierce, I think, is kind of just like, better than Roshan Johnson with like the movement and everything, but I would not be surprised that Roshan Johnson at some point in his career walks into just a, a three down ish role just because he's like solid at most things. The good blocker. He is fine. The passing game. He'll get you some hard yards and I could definitely be, see him being a transition back where uh, teams are like in a transitory state and they are, like he just he's just in there i don't know why i just see that as his like career arc because he's just solid at everything that a team could do that if they needed to especially if he was like a backup to uh somebody and was a handcuff he could definitely be a three down type handcuff as well and because he profiles like that that makes him a bit interest uh, me a bit interested in him but overall, I think he's like a poor man's Damian Pierce in that way, uh, I think is a good way to describe his outlook into the NFL. You made me think of uh, like current career Latavius Murray. Yeah, yeah. Not as kind big, of, oh, Latavius Murray is better than Roshan. Latavius Murray's a, not this, like, like this like, year right now. Like he's oh, well, Latavius Latavius Murray's Latavius, like 33. I, that's what I'm saying. Late career Latavius Murray. Latavius okay, Murray's yeah. like early in his career was great. He, he started, I believe, as a rookie. Like this is no shots to him on the Raiders. Like all, he had a lot of good years, but now I, I feel just like, like a guy that falls into a role. Cause he can kind of yeah. do everything with and not be a liability. Yeah. Kind of a better than Damian Pierce, because I think like, you know, he's a young guy. They drafted him to come in there, but Latavius was kind of brought in like, and he, you know, nobody really thought he'd be the starter, but then he ended up taking a big, you know, taking on bigger and bigger roles. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. A, a guy who, when your top running back goes down, you're not super pressed to go find another top guy, someone that has to come in and play. This guy can can then, you know, take on the load if necessary. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of how I see his NFL career potentially. Like, that would be like his, like, top, I think. Actually, honestly, looking at Latavius's uh, fantasy stats, I, I kind of like the comp, actually. Um yeah, his his Latavius top is a better football player than fantasy player. That's true. Uh, Latavius Murray's top season was 2016. He was RB nine. 
Average 15 fantasy points per game. Um, so I could kind of see that as a Roshan Johnson ceiling outcome. Um, I'm really curious to see where Roshan Johnson lands. Because um, if he does land in that kind of transitory spot, like you said, Kai's, he could be very intriguing in year one. Um, but if he's kind of buried on the depth chart, uh, it's kind of it's going to be tough to see fantasy relevance for him in at least his first like three years. Injuries happen all the time, you know, like you don't want to shy too much away from the guy, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I think he's definitely not going to almost certainly not going to, to be jumping straight into a starter role or like Damian Pierce is, but you know, one or two guys in front of him, Maybe he jumps one guy in practice and the other guy ends up getting hurt. He's a guy I can see definitely taking over. Um, so late second, early early third, kind of where I'm thinking he'll end up in my mind. All right. Any more thoughts on Roshan Johnson? Are we good to wrap up? All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of the Unending Rebuild. Uh, Really appreciate y'all listening in. Hope you found it informative. And check back with us next week for our final running back episode. And we'll be having a consensus uh, rankings as a podcast for all the running backs that we discussed. So make sure to check back in next week. Appreciate y'all. Peace.